schadenfreude everybody must have screamed ah he's a sung hero a little pushy pushy are you back from listening to stairway to heaven twice now those are just words i looked up on the internet unreasonable doubt a podcast about west virginia university basketball starts now oh wow i mean that was really something uh live well it's not live it's a podcast from austin texas this is unreasonable doubt it's a podcast about west virginia university basketball part of the basketball podcast network i'm josh with this is episode 25 texas and did i think west virginia was going to lose this game yes with love and respect not not a great road team as we all know Won the Lubbock game, needed to win the Lubbock game. Not a must win today. It still hurt really bad. <laughs> Arguably their worst performance of the season. And listen, the computers love WVU. And WVU have put numbers into the computers for the computers to love them. And the numbers that they gave the computers today, they they slapped the computers they turn the, the computers turn their back on 34 point losses. <laughs> the computer can't find the 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 silver lining in that. Um, and you know, I'm I'm sure the I'm sure Ken Pomeroy's computer feels betrayed, you know? It had an idea of WVU and then West Virginia did that um, 94 to 60. <laughs> the uh that was bad and you know west virginia's never won in the moody center you know they've never played in the moody center they did the day and they really it, it went really bad and so it's one game so what happened today does not erase the the strong performance west virginia's had in the in the six games prior to this one it's just one game, so it only counts as one loss. So those those are things you tell yourself uh, when it goes bad like this. Uh, but that was bad. And I saw it in person. And credit to the Texas fans. Everybody was, uh, everybody was friendly. Um, shout out to the Mountaineer fans that were in attendance. Uh, a handful of Let's Go Mountaineers were shared. From the airport to the Moody Center, it was um, it was it went better than I expected as a visiting fan. It just was the it's the worst I've ever seen them play in person by a mile. And I guess that that possibility comes into play when you don't see them in Morgantown. Uh, but nothing, you know, was not prepared for a thirty-four point loss, and the Mountaineers weren't prepared either, you know. And credit to Texas. They made everything. Every three-pointer felt like it was going in. You know what I mean? Every free throw, I thought, went in. And they were close. 24 out of 25 from the free throw line. Hard to duplicate. They did it. 59% from three. Hard to beat any team when they're shooting almost 60% from from the three-point line. Uh, Marcus Carr, Sir Jabari Rice. They went 12 for 17 from the field, and they went 6 of 8 from 3. 
And that was a really good numbers. And so credit to Texas, discredit to West Virginia's defense today. And on West Virginia's side, they started hot. Aggressive Emmett Matthews came out early. West Virginia scored a bunch in the first few minutes. And then it really changed quite a bit. <laughs> you watched it. It's really bad. Uh, Trey Mitchell looked absolutely lost today. Listen, I made a big point on this podcast of confusion of why is Trey Mitchell wearing not only two different colored shoes, but two different kinds of shoes under the guise of safety. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't want him to be injured by wearing two completely different shoes. And he obviously doesn't listen to this podcast. He made the decision today to wear shoes like other people wear shoes, like the same kind of shoes, the same color shoes. And uh, if that is what went into his performance today, then he needs to go back to wearing two different shoes, two different colors. Because he was, I mean, he only took three shots. He was throwing passes. Like he was, he was seeing the colored jersey that was the same as his. And once that threshold was passed in his mind, it was good to throw the ball in that direction. And guys were not looking at Trey Mitchell when he was throwing them the ball. And thus, uh, that led to turnovers. And it felt like 10 turnovers. The stat sheet says five. Trey Mitchell was really bad today. Um, Joey T, he kept dribbling. You know how Joey T likes to dribble, dribble, dribble. And most of the time, that leads to good things. Today, he dribbled, dribbled, dribbled into somebody's foot or into his own foot turnover. Kyrie Johnson, lots of turnovers. It just – can you find – we did the Mr. Frown show uh, a couple of episodes ago. Mr. Frown, and he's not, he's not joining us on the podcast today. He would have a field day. Like if Mr. Frown had his own podcast, he would be giddy. Like he would, it would go like an hour and a half. The Mr. Frown breakdown of the Texas game. And it wasn't as sad as like other WVU blowouts we, we've experienced in the last three or four years, where it's just dunk, layup, dunk, dunk. If Texas was shooting jump shots. They were all going in, it felt like. West Virginia, on the other hand, and credit to Texas's defense, all of the guards that played for WVU today, they went a combined four for 25. <laughs> yep. So they shot it, I told you, uh, Carr and Rice, 12 of 17. Every guard that played for WVU, 4 for 25. One time, James Oconquo, uh was dunking the ball and trying to dunk it up through the basket, like Atari basketball, like trying to bring it up through the rim and back down. Now, in Atari basketball, that counted as a point. In real life, it just looks crazy, you know? It just looks terrible. And I don't, you know, it was picture all like end of the first half. It's like, okay, we've got the ball 20. I'm not on the team. WVU's got the ball 20 some seconds left. Shot clock's off. Texas is at 49. And so as a (laughs) just trying to hang on to something positive, well, at least they're not going to go 50 burger on us in the first half. I smell it in the distance, but we're not going to eat one of those. 
because we got the ball cut to turnover, breakaway, dunking over somebody, halftime, Texas has 51. And uh, so not that it would have been not that it would have been a great scenario if West Virginia's down uh, 49 to 30. That's that's still pretty bad. But, you know, that like, hey, all right, keep it under 20. (laughs) It's just the things you say as a fan to yourself to make it seem like, okay, well, they can claw back into this at least. They didn't break the 50 threshold, you know, and then they come out in the second half and Texas starts slow and West Virginia gets like three or four trips to the line where they make one of two. And then all of a sudden Texas starts scoring. And instead of like a 17 point lead, it balloons the 26. And then it just got it. It got out of control. And so. (laughs) I mean, there's there's nothing positive from this other than it was over and that it was in central time. It was an 11 a.m. game. So uh, now West Virginia, what's great is that West Virginia, their next game is in Texas. So they didn't get to come back home, uh, but they had the rest of their day ahead of them. You know, they just I mean, it was uh, Eric Stevenson had three fouls at halftime. Um Somebody else had three. Milwaukee had three fouls at halftime. Um, surprisingly, none of them fouled out. Just a just just really, you know what? It was just really bad. <laughs> from about seven, from about sixteen minutes into the game to the end of the game, it was just bad. It was just bad. So. Uh, it's not good news when you take a 34-point whooping. Uh, nobody's whooped them like that. The home loss to Kansas was the closest to this, but West Virginia kept it, you know, I'll, I'll call it respectable in that game. But that game was over immediately, if you remember. And this game was over uh, with about 10 minutes into the first half. <laughs> not great. Not great at all. And so the good news when you're in Austin and the game's over at one something, you've got the rest of your day. So uh, my friends and I, we went to Terry Black's barbecue and I wasn't thinking about basketball, you know, and I don't know if the guys had some good barbecue after the game. I'm sure Huggins was probably not hungry after that game. I mean, what else was embarrassing during the game? I mean, Texas's version of Spencer Mackey got a three as the last shot for Texas. The the Texas students were making homemade signs, and there's a great picture on the internet of somebody putting the sign behind a aggravated Bob Huggins in very messy script saying, this is just sad. And so, and it was, that, uh, this, that was not disrespectful. That was accurate. And, you know, uh, ultimately, barbecue washed away the pain, but it wasn't a pain of like, you know, the pain felt all the way through that Iowa State game to come out the other side with a victory. This was fairly painless, you know. <laughs> when, you're down nine, when you're down 21 at the half, um, 
it takes some of the suspense out of it, that's for sure. And it didn't really, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel never came. It was the other light at the end of the tunnel, like the white light. <laughs> the end, please end this game. Uh, so uh, am I ever going to see WVU play outside of the Coliseum again? Um, ooh. Uh, I guess I'm going to try it one more time maybe in my life. Uh, but the first go-round, um, memorable, memorable. The barbecue was fantastic. Uh, that was great. The basketball, from a WVU perspective, uh, really, 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 really bad. But it's just one game. It was really bad. It was just one game. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Just go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. So... The Pelicans beat the Lakers today, so they're on a one-game winning streak. I would fade the Pelicans, and that would, whoever they played next, bet against the Pelicans with love and respect to New Orleans. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. I'm in Austin, and let me tell you what Austin has going on. And I'm trying to still wrap my head around it. So, uh, friends and I, we drive from the capital city uh, or around the capital city to beautiful uh, northern Kentucky to fly out of the Cincinnati airport for a direct flight, a direct, relatively cheap flight to beautiful Austin, Texas. And so everything there was smooth sailing. And we arrive in Austin, Texas at the Austin airport. And you and you walk inside to the terminal from the airplane and it's smaller than what you're thinking, you know? You're like, man, this is Austin, Texas. This can't, you would think this has to be bigger than the Charleston, West Virginia airport. It's gotta be bigger than Jaeger. This terminal, in fact, was not. And so that was odd, you know? But we're, I mean, we we know we're in Austin, Texas. And then the baggage claims really close to where you walk in just real confusing and the and the door to go outside and then they're talking about shuttles so it's it's a different terminal and I've, I've experienced different terminals you know you can take those star wars looking buses at dulles to different terminals you know what i mean and um i'm sure there's other examples but that's the only way i can think of because you feel like you're in a movie when you're riding in those things and then you walk outside and you notice that you are in the South Terminal at Austin International Airport. Okay. And the 
and they have little buses that'll take you to the main terminal. But we've got our bags. We're ready to go. Somebody's there to pick uh, my friend and I, my friends and I up. And you know, there's a gigantic line to get to the bus to get to the terminal. All right. So in normal airports, you know, there is a main terminal that you can get to in a, in a short amount of time and then you leave, you know, and there are options to get to the other terminals, right? Like, I don't think you have to ride uh, some kind of airport provided transportation to get there. There should be, I mean, in most cases, you are able to huff it and walk to your destination. Uh, so I typed in my phone, hey, I'd like to walk to the main terminal. terminal. And what Google Maps told me is that, hey, you can do that. It's going to take two and a half hours <laughs> to get to the main terminal. And that, that doesn't sound like that makes sense, you know. But the South Terminal in Austin, Texas, lots of fence lines, you know. There should be, it's you, you walk outside and you feel like there should be some barbed wire. You feel like it is a definite, is a definite location that humans should not be able to get to. It's not inviting is what I'm saying. And Austin, the city is fantastic. Talked about the great food, uh, lots of uh, nice things to look at. The, they have, uh, the most official cowboy boots you can buy, I think, are in Austin, Texas. Um, cowboy hats, uh, live music, so many great things going on in Austin. The vibe you get when you get into the Austin International Airport is not one of like an inviting, exciting city to visit. It gives you the feeling that uh, you have <laughs> you have a contagious disease and this is the airport, and you didn't know it, but this is the airport where you go to where you have to be separated from the rest of civilization, you know? Hey, Austin Airport, South Terminal, you should put, like, people in hazmat suits and, like, the, the tent from E.T. outside to really give – if you're going to give that vibe, then go all the way with it. I, um, the phrase, keep Austin weird, get weirder with the South Terminal, you know, make it feel like, uh, have some more machine guns. You know, I didn't see any machine guns, but when I walked outside, it had a, it had a machine gun vibe. Like it should be heavily secured, uh, because you don't want people outside. You don't want people to be there. <laughs> and there were cars and stuff. It's like, how did the cars get there? Uh, were they allowed to park there on their own accord or, you know, what, what's happening at the South terminal, the, the South terminal at Austin airport? I couldn't tell you, um, other better observations of Austin. Uh, they don't have clouds in Austin. I don't know how they do that. Uh, I have read things where, uh, humans are trying to, uh, like, create weather and i don't know if that's happening in austin texas what i do know is that the sun shines from when, from sunrise to sunset i'm coming from nitro west virginia where there's been tons of cloud cover 
and very much exciting when the sun pops out through the mountains and then the clouds. Not that not not a problem in Austin. Steady supply of sunshine, and so if that's your bag, uh, bring sunscreen. Uh, but do know that the sun's going to be there for you. You know what I mean? The sun's going to take care of you. Malls are cool. I don't have to tell you this. Malls are back. And around West Virginia, a great mall to go to is the Huntington Mall. Just on a daily basis, they got the cookie place. You can get the yummy uh, cookie slice. They've got, for the kids, they got the train that goes through. Sometimes you can go to what used to be a store and there's a reptile expo. That's on the daily. But specifically, February 10th through the 12th, you need to go to the Huntington Mall. Why? Freeman Sports Cars and Collectibles is having a show in the Huntington Mall. They'll have everything set up. They'll have sports cards that you can check out and buy. They'll have collectibles. They'll have comic books. All the stuff will be there for you to purchase. You could also bring your stuff to the Huntington Mall. Hey, check this out. Would you like it? And you can you can work that out there. So definitely go to the Huntington Mall February 10th through 12th for the Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles show. And if you can't make that, give them a call if you got comic books and sports cards that you want to sell and they'll buy it from you 304-416-3631 freeman sports cards and collectibles the next game for wvu quick turnaround games in texas waco texas to be exact monday game 9 p.m espn2 west virginia plays the baylor bears as you remember Baylor beat the Mountaineers in the Collie last month in a game that was really close, went down to the wire. Both teams hadn't won yet in the Big 12. So that was where both teams were at at that point. Uh, Baylor got their first Big 12 win. Since then, Baylor's been really, really good. Like one 9 out of 10 good, including a road win today at TCU. Their only loss was to this Texas team in the building that I just watched them play in. By the way, uh, news broke yesterday. Texas and Oklahoma are going to leave a year early. Uh, So next year will be their last year in the Big 12 before they move on to the SEC. You know, congratulations, you guys. Congratulations, Oklahoma and, and Texas football wise you're going to you're going to do great in the SEC. I really have a good feeling about your future there football wise. Uh and then basketball too. Uh basketball you can really compete and do a great job. Um so just you know, I just wish the best for both schools in their future. There is a possibility after a 14 team league next season that the Big 12 could actually have 12 teams which would be so bizarre, right? Because 12's in the name, you know? Uh, but don't hold your breath on that because the the murmurs and the rumors and the uh, reporting uh, that's on the record, off the record, is that the Big 12 
is looking at the Pac-12 still, looking for some teams to to join so this conference can be from the Eastern time zone to the Pacific time zone. So they they may not – you know what? The Big 12 may never have 12 teams <laughs> in the iteration that WVU has been in. Um, so anyway, Baylor, they're flying high, 1, 9 out of 10 – Top half of the conference now. Jalen Bridges got his revenge game in the Collie. And so he'll be – okay, Jalen Bridges, his team will be playing at home. And so from a WVU perspective, you got to – the mindset's got to be you can't play that bad two games in a row, right? You can't play – you can't get blown out two games in a row – Right? Not a must-win game. A nice-to-win game uh, to beat one Jalen Bridges and to beat the Baylor Bears. Uh, But that, you know, West Virginia, we were thinking, man, West Virginia's on a roll. They're not on a roll. Baylor's on a roll. Baylor's on a roll. They're at home. Quick turnaround. Um, and And for the spot, WVU, in my head, cannot play worse than they did today. And nobody left due to injury, and Trey Mitchell did not play for Baylor, and maybe he gets back to the different shoe routine, and uh, Eric Stevenson doesn't have two bad. Is he going to have three bad games in a row? There's no. He didn't get a technical foul or do anything crazy, so that guy's due to to have a game. So I'm I'm not. They're going to be an underdog. West Virginia is going to be an underdog at Baylor. I just don't – I don't have two back-to-back blowouts. Anything else is on the table. I believe that. Anything else is on the table. We'll see what happens soon enough. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Or just pick one. Apple Podcast, also. YouTube. Until next time, I'm Josh with WVU for the 2022-2023 season. They have 15 wins and they have 10 losses. 